numbers have been crunched, the last-minute deals have been accounted for, so buckle up. Because it's time for a deep dive on private equity activity over the past 12 months and what lies ahead. France extends its lead, Iberia makes inroads, and a new fundraising record is set. But what about Brexit-afflicted UK? We give you the lowdown in this special episode of the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. Well, hello, listener, and welcome back to the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. Uh, we started the year with a pretty specific episode on corporate carve-outs, uh, but this week we are pulling out all the stops and going big picture. For it is time indeed, our indefatigable research team has been hard at work over the past few weeks to produce a complete overview of European private equity activity on both the deals and the fundraising side uh, for 2019. Now, I should caveat this by um, saying there will remain provisional numbers uh, until I think February rolls on. Um, as we are still uh, combing for, for smaller transactions, we may have missed the first time around. But by and large, we already have a, a pretty accurate picture, I would say. Uh, and our reporters are, have also been taking uh, the time to speak to a number of sources on the ground to gauge market sentiment as we enter this new decade. What we would like to do today is to give you the complete overview with highlights from all the various regions we cover. Uh, and that's why I have the full team with me in the studio. So I will uh, introduce them one by one as we go on. And it is my pleasure to introduce our resident data expert uh, and podcast veteran, Head of Research, Julian Longhurst. Hi, Jules. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me back. Uh, very good to have you back. Um, so what are the key takeaways for the European uh, private equity market in the past 12 months or so? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take you through some preliminary figures. Um, uh, as you said, they, they will probably change, and I would expect them to move a little bit upwards as new information comes to light, but they're, they're, they're pretty much there now. So looking at um, the, the, the kind of market activity, despite all of the economic and political distractions we've seen over the last year or so, the sheer weight of capital aimed at Europe has really driven the market forward in 2019. Uh, the preliminary figures that we've got show that investors signed off on almost 3,000 private equity-backed deals in the year. So that's actually 2,960, uh, to be precise. And that's a rise of almost 15%. The two previous years themselves also saw uh, increases of similar magnitude as well. Um, breaking those down by deal type, the, the buyout market did grow, but uh, modestly with a, just about a 3.5% rise to uh, just under 1,120. Um the, on the other side, the, the number of early stage and venture deals actually went down, but only only marginally. Mm. And that sits at 389. Um, but I think the standout trend for 2019 was the sharp rise in the number of growth capital deals, which surged by over 30% to reach more than 1,450. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think the key driver there has been the booming market for, for funded bolt-ons, the ones we cover, so when new money is raised. Uh, and also for platform plays. So there's so many of those happening now that, that you know, that's just kind of um, pushing the bolt-on trend. And I think it's going to be an ongoing feature of the market for some time to come. Uh, so onto onto the value of the market. Um, the situation is a bit more stable. The, the overall value saw just a 3% increase. Um, but it has to be said that this comes on the back of two 25% plus annual growth, uh, growth years. And, and it, it just means that the market is continuing to break new records um, so the total as it stands now is just over 246 billion euros, and that's 100 billion more than we saw in 2016. Um, the value of buyouts and early stage deals actually both fell slightly to uh, just over 200 billion and 3.4 billion respectively, but the amount of money spent on growth deals shot up by nearly 70% to 42 billion. 
Um, again, looking across the size range, it wasn't much that's, uh, that jumped out, but there are a couple of interesting things. The, um, there were increases in the volume and value of deals worth under 100 million. So there's several brackets in that sub 100 million uh, range. But, um, but conversely, decreases in three of the four larger size brackets. Uh, and, and the sort of the most striking exception was the 500 million to 1 billion category, which almost doubled in number and value. But I guess in context, this bracket had seen an unusually quiet year in 2018. And on the fundraising side, what are we seeing? On the fundraising side, um, from a very top level perspective, um, the the environment in 2019 was was equally spectacular. As far as our current stats show, over 100 billion euros was collected in final closes during the year, up from 73 billion in 2018 and a previous high of about 93 billion in 2017. Um, strangely, the actual number of funds hold, holding a final close dropped in 2019 to a five-year low of 139, which to me clearly highlights the fact that the market is driven by the super funds at the top end of the scale. Um, so, I mean, in fact, we, there were three funds that raised 10 billion or more, Advent International 9 at over 15 billion, Pamira 7 at 11 billion, and Sinven 7 at 10 billion. And there were another seven funds at 2 billion plus and another 10 on top of that in the 1 billion plus. I mean, that's what we've been talking about, you know, countless time on, on the podcast. Exactly. Like Bifurcated market, um, very quick raises for, for the big brands. Um, but overall, a pretty, pretty solid year. It, it, it's weird because it's obviously, it keeps breaking new records, but every time it becomes a little bit more incremental, certainly on the deal side, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but on the fundraising side, after that little dip in, in 2018, it's, it's good to see it back on track. Yeah, we'll always see, you're, you're always going to see peaks and troughs yeah. in fundraising. But I mean, I think, you know, Given that the, the sheer weight of capital that's flowing into the market, I think barring some sort of apocalyptic economic event, I, I think it's a fairly safe bet that we're going to be looking at another big year in 2020. Yeah, thanks a lot for that, Jules. Um, and let's not forget about the secondary space as well, um, which we haven't spoken about too much so far. Um, to be honest, we could, we could do an entire podcast on this. Um, our listeners will will be aware that it really was the hot topic in 2019, much as it was the year before, really. Um, so we recorded more, I think, than 16 billion in fund close um, fund closes targeting secondaries in Europe, uh, like of strategic partners, Five Arrows, Glendower, all, all closing um, all closing big funds. Uh, but more importantly, I think it really was the, the year of the GP-leds and the single asset restructurings to the point that it kind of ended up dominating a lot of the talks that we had uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, so th- thank you very much, Jules. Uh, I think it's now time to turn to our little uh, regional breakdowns, and we're going to start with the UK. And for that, I'm turning over to you, Kat. Welcome back on the pod. So tell us what's been happening in the UK. Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. Well, um, let's take a brief look at overall stats. So 2019 saw 227 deals, which was marginally down from 235 in 2018, but just marginally. Um, perhaps more meaningfully, the share of European deal activity as a whole um, dropped to a five-year low of 20%. So normally it hovers around 22 23%, so definitely a little dip there. Um, Obviously, most market participants are putting the decline down to political uncertainty, both with regard to the election and Brexit. But when you think about that drop and about how much people are talking about Brexit, I don't think that's as 
as a severe drop as some might fear. Now, hear me out, okay. Um, one thing I did want to say is that I was talking to a large LP and secondaries investor, and he was saying that when people thought there was a possibility of a left-leaning government in 2020, there was an uptick of sales because sellers thought that would be really bad for business, which, which makes sense. But as I said earlier, in some ways, the private equity activity shows really great resilience in 2019. And there are a few few stats that really demonstrate this. So aggregate deal value for the region has hit a record high of 55 billion euros, up from 50.5 billion euros in 2018. And this is a huge upswing from 23 billion euros in 2016, 35 billion euros in 2015. You know, this is not a negligible upswing. Uh, the prolonged increase in deal value can be attributed to high entry multiples, large amounts of fundraising, higher uh, competition. Um, and it shows that the UK is still very competitive and 2020 looks to continue in that vein, certainly when speaking to market participants. The wall of dry powder in the UK that everyone's talking about will need to find a home especially after this kind of slightly muted deal volume for 2019. Um, so these trends that we've already seen of GPs doing more take privates, doing deals in different deal brackets than they're used to, expanding into new strategies like minority investing, infrastructure, private debt. I expect we're only going to see more of that. Market participants also expect multiples to continue rising above what they already are. Um, mega deals uh, was uh, kind of illustrates this even more so. So um, I imagine mainly pushed by take privates, um, which had a, a sharp uptick in 2019. So mega deals, that's over uh, one billion pounds. Um, so that was 13 in 2019, up from seven in 2018 up from four in 2017. So really, really high there. And also notably, Ireland saw its first mega deal since 2014, which was um, Blackstone's 1.64 billion euro purchase of CRH, their distribution division. And what about the fundraising side in the UK, Kat? What, what are we seeing here? Interesting in that it kind of mirrors deal activity in that volume is sort of sluggish, whereas value is very high. So we had a record value in, in terms of value of funds with £46 uh, billion pounds raised. Um, obviously, I'll caveat that by saying that a, a lot of those funds were pan-European, you know, um, the ones that Jules mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. But um, there were some pretty uh, major mid-market funds closed um, in 2019 as well. So Mayfair had uh, a 60, uh, £650 million vehicle uh, closed. Beaumont Capital Partners did their sixth generation fund. Inflection Enterprise Fund Five closed on four hundred million pounds as well. Um, so it was a, it was a pretty hefty mid market year as well in terms of fundraising. Uh, twenty twenty looks to be um, uh, a really big year. Uh, also, we've got uh, twenty three funds in pre launch on on quote data, and that's across the kind of size chains. So you've got your HGs out to market, you've got Montague out to market, um, Silverfleet, Sovereign in the more kind of mid market range, and then Elysian and Dunedin that 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 type of fund in the small cap also out to market. Right. Thank you very much for that very thorough overview, Kat. Um, I'd like to turn to that region now. And uh, for that, it is my pleasure to welcome Harriet Matthews for the first time on the podcast. Welcome, Harriet. Thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, right. So what's been happening in, in DAC and what do we expect for, for the next few months? 
Well, I'll start off with an overview of the statistics. So um, deal volume for buyouts has remained virtually unchanged in the DAC region in 2019. There were 181 deals last year, um, which is just one more than in 2018. However, aggregate buyout value in the DAC region has risen significantly. Aggregate value was more than 51 billion euros in 2019, compared with 34 billion in 2018. 2019 stats were boosted by some high-value buyouts, such as uh, Axel Springer's Take Private in summer 2019, which was valued at more than $6 billion, and the Nestlé Skin Health deal in Switzerland valued at almost $9 billion. But this does reflect overall uh, the general trend of high valuations and high-entry high multiples in the region. Exits were down in value and volume in 2019 in the DAC region, with 133 exits with an aggregate value of more than $15 billion, compared with 2018 when there were 149 exits valued at $18 billion in total. Aggregate value for buyout fundraising in 2019 saw a peak at more than €7.6 billion Euros across 10 vehicles, compared with just under €4 billion Euros across 9 vehicles in 2018. The 2019 figure was significantly boosted by Triton's €5 billion Euro close for its fifth vehicle, but the market does seem solid and we're expecting some significant closes in early 2020, uh, such as the final close for Deutsche Beteiligung's AG's eighth fund coming up. A theme that's been coming up again and again among the people I've spoken with in the last couple of months was the macroeconomic uncertainty that seems to have dogged the DAC region and Germany in particular in 2019, more so than in other recent years. Brexit, the US's trade war with China and China's economic slowdown are of particular concern for the German economy and much of its export-based business, including, of course, the automotive sector. The consensus among market players is really that a strong technology, software or industry 4.0 angle is needed to make export-driven companies an appealing investment prospect, and a lot of these companies aren't even up for sale or being approached by private equity as their entry multiples and value creation prospects are just too low or at the very least too uncertain. Interestingly, looking at the stats for industry sector deals, um, in 2017 there were 47 of these, in 2018 it was down to 41. But in 2019, we've seen 52. But that does perhaps reflect just the, the uncertainty really in, in that area. But clearly GPs are finding deals that, that work for them in, in that sector. Um, it seems, though, that GPs are generally favouring non-cyclical areas such as healthcare and software. Buy and build strategies are common here, such as buying up chains of medical clinics or retirement homes, or making multiple add-ons in a software as a service company, which reflects, I think, what Jules said in the introduction regarding expansion deals and buy and build and, and bolt-ons. Still, multiple sources have told me that deals have taken longer to close in 2019, and more auction processes have collapsed than in previous years. High entry multiples in the most popular sectors are contributing to what many see as unrealistic pricing expectations on the part of sellers. And an uncertain economic climate, buyers are warier than ever when it comes to EBITDA adjustments and due diligence. However, there is cautious optimism that there should be at least some certainty about some macroeconomic factors such as Brexit in the coming year. And with the sheer amount of capital available to them, GPs are definitely going to be prepared to weather the storm to find the best deal opportunities. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Harriet. Uh, and we are going to stay uh, in Northern Europe for now. Um, so traditionally, the inimitable Oscar Gein would have talked about the Nordic region, but he is now too busy covering the debt markets on the other side of the office. So I will do that instead. 
there had been a gradual ramp up of activity across Scandinavia uh, starting in 2017, and that really accelerated in 2018. Uh, that year, aggregate value in particular really shot up. Um, so in contrast with that, so it was by no means a, a dramatic fall last year, but the small slowdown is actually noticeable uh, in that it wasn't really mirroring a, a wider trend in Europe um, as we've seen earlier. Um, so we recorded about 126 buyouts in the region last year. Uh, just to give you a little bit of context, that's against 142 in 2018, 130 in 2017. Uh, so we do have a, a small sort of 10% year-on-year decline, uh, but the general trend uh, when looking at a longer time span is actually still fairly robust. Uh, the market also held up very well for upper mid-market and large-cap deals, uh, with numbers almost identical to 2018's. And that was also the case uh, at the opposite end uh, for deals valued at less than 25 million. Uh, in fact, we saw the stronger numbers there for, for quite some time. Where the slowdown really was apparent, though, was in the core mid market, uh, where we saw a 26% decline in deal flow between 25 million and 250 million. Uh, so, again, perhaps a combination of uh, sort of more challenging conditions uh, and pricing as well, uh, which um, has been very, very uh, punchy in the Nordic region. Um, as we discovered with the Clearwater heat map that, that we worked on as well. But let's go back to the headline figures for a second and let's look at aggregate value. So at first glance, this is where the Northern market really took a step back um, from, I think, 26 billion uh, in 2018, uh, falling to 19 billion last year. So that's quite a drop. And I did mention that the large cap space uh, remained busy. So it's actually not that surprising uh, when we rem- remember that we had two uh, massive outliers in 2018, uh, the merger of Civantus and Widex uh, and the take private of Nets as well. Uh, these two amounted to more than 10 billion of EV between them. And no single deal broke the 3 billion mark last year. Uh, so that's your difference right there, really. Uh, again, sustained activity, uh, but just at, at that level, uh, one or two large deals will, will make all the difference. So all in all, still not a lot of growth in the buyout market, uh, which can help explain why the region remains one, if if not the priciest in Europe, uh, but certainly not a dramatic setback. On the fundraising side, uh, we had a number of heavy hitters that crossed the finish line in 2018, uh, EQT, Nordic Capital, Axel, etc. So by comparison, the past 12 months have been much, much more quiet on, on the buyout fund front. Although we did have some uh, strong closes uh, for Altor on 2.5 billion, Suma, a bit more than 600 million. Uh, where we did see a lot of activity uh, was on the venture fund side with uh, EQT, Creandum, North Zone, uh, all hitting closes. So if you look at aggregate commitments for buyout funds, uh, we went from around 16 billion in 2018 to about 4 billion last year, which is quite the drop. Uh, but for venture, it went from 300 million uh, shot up to 1.5 billion. So I think it's fair to say that the overall picture over the past couple of years is that local GPs are still very much in demand across the board. And we've got strong brands that are able to raise really quickly uh, and across multiple strategies as well, if, if you look at HT, for instance. Um, but overall, the, the coffers have certainly been replenished. Uh, now the question is whether or not that can be deployed sensibly uh, in what remains a relatively small but highly competitive market. Okay, so we're now going to take a little break, uh, but stay tuned for the second part of the pod uh, where we will tackle France, Benelux and Southern Europe and uh, probably finish up with a quick update on CE as well. So we'll be back right after this. With a new year comes a new raft of essential unquote events, starting with Allocate, now in its third year and more unmissable than ever. 
Once again held at the illustrious grounds of The Grove in Hertfordshire in June, the AGM brings together a select audience of GPs and LPs to network and discuss the wider trends facing private equity's future, and maybe partake in a round of golf. We'll also host the Italian Private Equity Forum in July, the British Private Equity Awards in October, and our annual Nordic Conference in November, and many more besides. Head over to events.onquo.com to get in touch if you would like to attend or sponsor. And we're back. Uh, we are going to be moving south now. Uh, so I'd like to turn to our expert for all things French, Francesca Veronese. Welcome back, Fran. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me. Uh, can you give us the lowdown on how the French market shaped up and, and will shape up over the next few months? Yes, of course. Um, so with an aggregate value of over uh, 20, 29 billion invested across uh, 234 buyouts, um, 2019 scored the highest volume seen in the post-crisis years. Um, so it just about um, surpassed the 228 deals seen the previous year. Um, but in many ways, um, one notices a lot of consistency, really, with the buyout activity in 2018. Um, in fact, the volume increase um, is mostly due to uh, a group of deals in the small cap and the lower mid-market, um, probably also given um, by the fact that first-time funds, um, new, yeah, first-time funds um, are part of this market segment in particular. Um, and so in terms of volume, there isn't really a, a huge difference considering these are quite small deals. Um, and also, um, indeed, um, in 2000, 2019, it came short of the aggregate value of 2018, that was 33 billion, um, the highest seen in the country since 2006. But having said this, this is mostly because um, of a, a decrease in the number of large cap transactions. Um, so, yeah, there isn't a substantial change across market segments. Um, yeah, and in terms of sectors, um, perhaps um, a highlight is that technology deals have been really uh, prominent um, last year. So we've had 37 technology buyouts, which alone have collected uh, more than 5 billion um, euros. And this is a significant increase um, comparing to the previous year. Um, so it seems that um, these kinds of assets were just not around, um, were not as big, sorry, for Minmark and simply not targeted by mid-market GPs, even, uh, you know, five years ago, um, according to a source. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and they are being sold at really high multiples. Yeah, that shows how far along the, the French market has come in terms of tech, because obviously we've seen that certainly on the venture side for the past few years with rising ticket sizes and, and just increased activity uh, and really high profile kind of businesses as well with really kind of striking tech. Um, and it's now clearly making its way to the, the radar of, Absolutely, of private yeah. players. Um, there was also there, it'd be interesting to see when these companies were founded, for example. Um, and um, perhaps talking about fundraising, um, so it's been a really good year. Um, we've had um, almost 10 billion collected uh, uh, across 10 buyout funds. Um, and if it's surpassed um, 2016 record-breaking um, 9.7 billion um, raised across uh, 13 vehicles. So yeah, really good year for fundraising. Um, one should note that the two biggest French players uh, have not hold closes, so RD and MPAI haven't. But instead, we've had Astorg, with Astorg uh, 7 closed on 4 billion. Eurozio closed its Eurozio Capital 4 on 2.5. Five Arrows Principal Investment 3 closed on 1.25 billion. And Keensight 5 on 1 billion. So um, these, you know, more mid-market players are raising uh, huge funds. Um, but having said this, uh, one should also notice that the remaining group... Um, 
of fund closes are more under 200 million. So, you know, there's it's not like everybody is experienced this fundraising bonanza. So a bit again, a bit of bifurcation in that market. Definitely. Having said this, um, one good thing is that we still see uh, first time funds closing. So there was a huge uh, surge in this in 2018, but we've seen two last year, uh, French Food Capital and BN, BN Capital. And they've closed on, uh, respectively, on um, 132 and 217 million, which is not bad for a first-time fund. And while looking a little bit in what will happen um, in 2020, um, Arden will be back. Um, so Unquote has learned that it is currently fundraising for its seventh fund, um, which is targeting a six billion um, close, which, if it's um, hit, uh, will be the largest buyout vehicle raised by a French GP. Thanks a lot, Fran. Uh, but I'm going to keep talking to you right now because you also looked at recent developments in the Benelux region. So can you give us a quick overview while you're here? Yes, sure. So it's been a really good year for the Benelux. We've seen 130 buyouts um, completed, um, collecting an aggregate value of over 20 billion. Um, And in that sense, 2019 um, has... um, not only uh, surpassed the previous year in terms of volume, um, so 2018 had 107 um, deals, um, but importantly, it is um, it's held the highest volume of buyouts since the pre-crisis years. So yeah, a really good year for volume. Um, in terms of value, uh, one will notice a, a disparity with 2018, uh, which had a um, almost 29 billion. A great value, um, but this is mostly because of uh, the Titanic Axon Noble chemical division carve out, which took place in 2018. So that alone was over 10 billion. So it skewed figures considerably uh, for 2018. Um, and if we disregard this um, this big transaction, actually 2018 um, has seen for all uh, segments, so for the large cap, for uh, the mid market, and the small cap, a higher value than the previous year. Um, so yeah, and in terms of uh, fundraising, um, so there's a bit of an interesting situation uh, in the region um, because 2016 and 2017 were huge years uh, for the Benelux. Um, we've had uh, a number of really established regional players um, that have held final closes. So 2018 was astonishingly quiet, which um, it had a mere um, 620 million raised uh, that year. Um, but we've seen an uptake um, in 2019. Um, so six funds collected uh, just under um, 1.9 billion. And there's more to come in 2020. Things are looking really bright on the fundraising side. So first of all, um, main capital is uh, going to close main capital six anytime soon. So stay <laughs> tuned. Um, it is expected that it will close on it will hit its hard cap of 564 million in the next few weeks. And also Gilded Buyout Fund uh, 6 is currently fundraising. And yeah, and, um, you know, always talking perhaps of, it's always interesting to see what's happening in terms of first-time funds. Uh, we're seeing uh, M80 Capital 1, uh, which should be closed in the next, uh, you know, soon, in Q1 mm-hmm. this year. So that's, that's also positive. Okay. Right. Thank you very much, Fran, for that update. Uh, I will now turn to Alessia Argentieri, our Southern Europe expert. Hi, Alessia. Good to have you back. Hi, Greg. Thank you for having me. No worries. So what's been the story in uh, Italy and Iberia, which are the two markets that you covered? Uh, Well, Southern Europe posted a strong finish to the decade, continuing a rising trend that we have seen in the past few years. Uh, 
In 2019, fundraising remained healthy and the outflow was rich, despite a decrease in value compared to the record figure of 2018. While some concerns remain across the region related to political instability and volatile macroeconomic indicators, activity seems fervent and dynamic, and market sentiment appears positive for the first quarter of 2020 and the months to come. And now looking at the stats for the region, we can see that there was a noticeable increase in deal volume with 172 buyouts from 146 in 2018. This was the highest volume on record, while the aggregate value of deals was 24 billion euros, considerably lower than the 30 billion euros recorded in 2018. However, when compared with the less atypical figures reported in 2017 and 2016, the difference results in an increase in value. And also, regardless that, the contraction in deal value is attributable primarily to the decrease in mega deals, large buyouts of 1 billion euros or more. On the contrary, the mid-market continued to perform very dynamically, with 73 buyouts in the 50 to 250 million euro space, compared to only 60 deals in 2018. And on the exit side, the region also recorded an increase with 132 exits, of which 36 were SBOs, while the previous year saw 114 exits, including 30 SBOs. Fundraising was uh, very solid in 2019, with 12 final closes for a total of 7.5 billion euros, more than double the 3 billion euros raised across 11 closing in 2018. So these positive figures prove that the Southern European market was able to respond successfully to 2019's challenges and to the concerns of an upcoming downturn by pursuing new strategies to meet devolving investor priorities. In 2019, we saw increasing multi-asset diversification, which was pursued by a growing number of established Italian and Spanish GPs. They diversify their fund offerings by launching new strategies and raising vehicles dedicated to private debt, special situations, credit recovery and non-performing loans. We also saw a shift towards the non-cyclical sectors such as education and healthcare, which can prosper even if the economic and political climate deteriorates. And furthermore, large buy and build platforms, platforms have become a common feature of the region's uh, private equity landscape because an aggregation strategy applied to a fragmented market like the Southern European market can actually provide an interesting path to value creation at a time when multiples are particularly high. So looking at the coming months, it is very likely that these trends will strengthen and become even more widespread across the region. And we expect buyout and fundraising activity to continue at the same fast pace recorded last year. According to market experts, the increasing volatility of the stock market and geopolitical tensions triggered by Brexit could persuade international LPs to direct an even larger portion of their capital towards alternative funds in Southern Europe in 2020. Especially considering that the industry is rich in dry powder and the Southern European market provides very attractive opportunities at lower multiples compared with the rest of Europe. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been actually really uh, interesting to to look at um, Southern Europe this year, especially I think Iberia. There was a, a very noticeable kind of uptick in uh, in deal activity, which really stood out compared to. Obviously, we're still talking about a lower base than uh, its neighbours, perhaps, uh, but that really really stood out. Uh, that's brilliant. Thanks a lot, Alessia. 
Uh, right, we're pretty much running out of time now, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention CE briefly as well. Um, so it's been a, a pretty solid year activity-wise in that region, uh, especially after the drop that we noticed in 2018. But it has to be said that we're still some way from the numbers that we used to see prior to 2016 on the venture and the growth capital side. Uh, the flip side to that is that we had a, a small uptick on the buyout front. Uh, I think we ended up on maybe 47 deals for the year. Uh, and the trend there has been pretty upwards if, if we're looking at the past three years or so. Uh, the lack of larger deals compared to, with 2018 was pretty keenly felt, it has to be said. Uh, so aggregate value was down a fair bit to around $3 billion. Uh, it was the fundraising side of things that... that was and it still is pretty lively though uh, although i don't think 2019 will stand out as a very strong vintage when it comes to uh, final closes especially in the buyout space but a number of ce players are currently on the fundraising trail uh, including some significant ones so 2020 could be a, a very interesting year indeed for uh, for ce so large player, players on the road uh, we've got mid europa seeking 800 million for its uh, fifth vehicle uh, it held a first close on 500 million, I think, in December 2018. So we should we should see a close fairly soon. Uh, NCE Equity Partners, which held a, a first close on each China CE Fund 2 on $800 million in February 2018 as well. So again, still on the road, uh, but we should uh, be nearing a final close pretty soon. Funds that we expect to hit the trail soon uh, include Genesis Private Equity Fund 4. Uh, so target-wise, we're looking at about 100 to 120 million. Uh, Jet 3, so about 350 to 400 million. And Livonia Partners Fund 2, uh, around 200 million, I think. And we also learned at the end of last year uh, that MCI Capital, which is currently investing from an evergreen listed structure, is aiming to raise about 400 million for its uh, first closed-ended buyout vehicle in 2020. So overall, it should be a fairly interesting year ahead uh, for for CE players, especially on the fundraising side. So I think that's it, a a proper whistle-stop tour of what the market currently looks like across the various geographies we cover. Uh, There was a lot to take in, I do realise, but rest assured, we'll have all this and more in written format. Uh, First of all, the upcoming issue of our magazine, uh, as well as the now legendary uh, annual buyout review, which should be out by March. Um, So I think we're now running massively out of time. I'll just take a minute to thank my A-team panel uh, for all their hard work. Thank you all. And thank you very much for listening, of course. Uh, We'll be back before long, so don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Deezer, any platform where you get your podcasts from. We'll see you next time on the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. Mm